The next kinna is kinna of Gimel. This kinna speaks about how the son and daughter of Rabbi Shmuel, Kohen Gadol, was captured. And as the kinna tells us the story, the son and daughter of Rabbi Shmuel, Kohen Gadol, was captured and was taken as slaves to Rome. And they were brought by the Romans. One Roman buys the son, and one Roman buys the daughter, not knowing that they're related. And it's amazing because these two, son and daughter, were the most beautiful people. Beautiful boy, beautiful girl, as Chazal tell us and describe in detail. Their looks were incredible. And the owner of these two slaves, the son and the daughter, without knowing they're related, decided that they were friends. They're going to do business together. Instead of being satisfied with a slave each, they figure that because this one's got a slave that's so beautiful, this one's got a slave that's so beautiful, let's put them together, let's marry them off, they'll have children, assuming that the parents are both beautiful, the children will be beautiful, we'll be able to sell them for so much money, we'll be able to make a lot of money. And they're speculating about their, their life and what they're going to do with the money. And as the kinder continues to tell us, they put them into a room together, it was late at night, it was dark. These two slaves, having no idea that they related to each other, no idea who the other one was, they're put into a room and they're given clear instructions of what they're meant to be doing in that room. And they both, being from Yidden, each one goes to the corner and each one is crying in their corner, crying, understanding what they're meant to be doing but obviously not wanting to do it. Until the day comes and light sheds its light into the window. And all of a sudden, these two look around and they see each other that originally they thought they were total strangers and they realize that they're brothers and sisters. And they run into each other's arms and they embrace each other and they died together in that room. The tragedy that happened is so personal, so meaningful to Klalisol. When Yumiyo Hanovi in Eicha, as we heard last night, said, Al-Eina, Ani Barchia, what does he mean? Yermiyoah Novi, when he said those things, when he said those words, means that there are certain things in Klalisol's history that cause Yermiyoah to become a permanent crier. Al-Eila, Ani Barchia, I'm always crying. Yermiyoah Novi is saying about himself, I was always crying. And this was one of them. The son and the daughter of Abishmoah, Kain Godel, was included in this act that caused him to cry. This kinna is a kinna that describes to us one of the many acts of Klal Yisrael giving up their lives for Kedushas Hashem, for Kedushas Yisrael. They didn't want to do an act that was treif, an act that was an Aveira. They wanted to keep their Kedusha. And therefore, they gave up their lives. And this kinna gives us the description of what's going on. They had the opportunity to do an Aver and they stood that opportunity. They were a choyma, they were a wall. And so many times, tells us the story of Klal Yisrael throughout our history, who gave up their lives, who were a choyma, who were a wall, and they didn't want to fall, just not to do an Aver. Rabbi Shabtai Yudlevich told over a tremendous story in the time of the Spanish Inquisition. When the Goyim would kill with torture, many Yidden, thousands of Yidden were killed and tortured 
through the Spanish Inquisition. And there was one particular time, one of the darkest times of the history of Claudio Some people escaped. Many became Muranos. They escaped. They, they, they remained behind. They became Muranos. They kept Yiddishkeit underground and in private. Eventually they were discovered. Many of them were tortured and killed in horrific ways. And our story is told about a particular girl around that time who escaped and who went into hiding to keep Yiddishkeit, anything to keep Yiddishkeit. But she was found. She was found by the Spanish Inquisition and they took and they tortured her. Terrible, terrible, unspeakable tortures until eventually she owned up and she admitted to the terrible Aveira of being a Yid. That was her Aveira. Havaya was practicing Yiddishkeit. And she owned up and the judges took her to a judge panel and they paskined that this girl is going to be punished by death. We're going to kill her for the Havaya of being and practicing Yiddishkeit. But she was a beautiful girl. And the Rishayim wanted to have Rachmanus on her. And they didn't want to burn her. She was originally sentenced to be burned but they didn't want to burn her. She was too beautiful for that. So they said to her, you know what? We want to keep you alive. We'll give you a chance. Convert over. Leave Yiddishkeit. And then we'll keep you alive. And she said, absolutely not. She said that my love for the Rabbani Shalom is as strong as death. You can do whatever you want to me. I'm not giving up being a Yid. I'm a proud Yid and I'll always be a Yid. They said, are you sure? She said, absolutely. She said, you can burn me alive. I have no problem. I'm remaining to be a Yid. The judge was infuriated. Here's this Jew that was given an opportunity which not every Jew got to decide to become a Goy. And she decides not only that, she's so proud of being a Yid. She says, burn me alive. She said, you know, the, the judge says, you know what? Burning wouldn't be enough. It's not enough to punish her. What we're going to do is something that the Kinnah described just a few Kinnahs ago, that we're going to take her long, beautiful hair and we're going to tie it to the tail of a horse. And we're going to ask the horse to run around a rocky field until she dies. And they said to her, before we decide to do this, are you sure? Accept Christianity, leave Jewish life. So not a big deal, just let go of your heritage. And that's it, we'll let you go for free. Otherwise you'll have a horrible death. And she refused, she said, absolutely not. My love of the Rabbi Shalom is as strong as my love of death. And then, they, they made a day, they dressed her in red clothing, which is the red clothing that any, any person that was be sentenced to death was dressed in. And they took her into the public square. And all of the people, as it was, people used to gather to watch the public spectacle of this Jew dying in such a, for them, a happy ending. But in a tragic way. And they took her and they tied her hair to this, tail of a horse and the field that they were about to take her was a rocky with rocks and pebbles and stones it was something not to be understood something not to be even spoken about but it's Tishabab so we need to speak about it and they came to the girl as she's on the floor and they said to her tell me do you have a last request is there one thing that you want us to do is do you have a final request before you leave this world and she says yes I have a request I need some pins Pins? What do you need pins for? We'll bring you pins, but what do you need that pins for? She said, I'm worried 
that as they drag, as the horse drags me around, it's going to rip my dress. And I won't be tzniyas in the way that a bas Yisrael is meant to be. And I want pins to pin up my dress to make sure that wherever they take me, wherever ends up, I'm not left the way a bas Yisrael is not meant to be. And they, they're infuriated. They hear this. And they think this is a yid who's about to leave the world in such a horrible, gruesome way, but she still has her honor. She has a covered. She wants to be dressed like a bas Yisrael. And they say, no problem. We'll bring you the pins. But we're not going to pin up your dress. We're going to pin the dress to you. And they take these large pins. And one by one, they pin the dress into her guf, into her body. Can you imagine the Yisurim that this girl was going through? The Yisurim. But she was happy. She was able to do it because she was a Bas Yisrael. And she wanted to give up her life for the Rabbani Shalalam. And after they finished pinning the dress to her body, they let the horse go. And after just a few seconds of the horse running around and this girl being dragged around in such a horrific manner, she's screaming, stop, stop. And they stop the horse. And they figure she's obviously had second thoughts. She obviously wants to convert. Now's our opportunity. And she says, my dress is coming undone. There are some pins that are becoming undone in my dress. And I'm not going to be dressed the way that a basisrol is meant to be dressed. Please, pin it up. I don't want to be not sneers. Reb Shabzai said over this Maisha and said, look at the Mesiris Nefesh of Klal Yisrael. Look at what it means. Mesiris Nefesh for Kedushas Yisrael. What they wanted to give up. And we have to ask ourselves, if that's what our ancestors did, if our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, all of our previous generations gave up so much for Kedusha Yisrael. They didn't want to do anything that was against anything. That was Kedusha Yisrael for them. That was the most important thing. And they gave up, our ancestors gave up everything for Kedusha Yisrael and Rabbi Sarah, We have to ask ourselves, what do we give up for Kedusha Yisrael? What are we doing? Is everything they gave up for nothing? Is the way that they died for naught? Because everything they gave up to keep their Kedusha, to keep the Tznias, to keep their eyes pure, was so much Mesiras Nefesh. Was it for nothing? Did they do it just then and now we've got to our generation and we're so happy to do whatever we do. We're so happy to look at whatever we look at, to say whatever we say. To wear whatever we wear. To, to have items of clothing. Whether it be items we put on our heads for shaitals. Or whether clothing. That have to look exactly like real. Because we don't want to look different. And we have to ask ourselves when we look at this kinah. What did they give up for Kedusha Yisrael? What did they give up for being a Bas Yisrael? For being someone that associates himself with Yiddishkeit? What do we give up? Or is it, as I said before, only when it's convenient? Only when we look like everybody else? Only when we act like everybody else? Because that's what's caused the Chorban. Ashrechem Yisrael was said on the Klal Yisrael that were willing to give up, that were willing to look different, that were willing to dress differently, even if it meant looking not exactly like the latest fashions. Because we realize we, Am Kodesh, we realize that our ancestors 
Our grandparents, our great-grandparents gave up their entire lives, were tortured to death, just not to have Tznias in their homes. For Kedusha Yisrael, that's exactly what's going on. And through everything, through the kinnis, through the Chorban, the Chizik that we have to get, is look what they did. Look what they were willing to give up through everything they went through. What are we willing to give up in our own personal lives of our Yiddishkeit? That's what this kin is describing, such a horrific manner of dying, only the Kedusha Sishon.